Hi guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I have so many exciting things to share in this episode that I have decided to record it like three days earlier than I usually record episodes. I am at the edge of my seat in my office, like physically right now as I record. I have Marnie, my cat, resting against my back in the chair. So basically it's Marnie's chair and I'm just sitting on the edge of it. But I typically don't record podcast episodes during the middle of the day like this when I'm in my office, typically posting promos for people or working on YouTube-related content or even just replying to business emails. But I keep having the urge to like record or different things that I really want to bring up in an episode are um, crossing my mind. So I'm like, you know what? I have the time right now. Let's just sit down and record this. The one reason that I typically do not record during the day is because it might disrupt my neighbors. Um, I do live in an apartment complex and my office window, I don't know how to explain this, but like my unit jets out further than the rest of the building because it's a two bedroom compared to a um, a one bedroom. And so my office window kind of directly looks into another unit's window and their blinds are shut but every once in a while we'll make really awkward eye contact one time i was on a phone call with a mortgage lender in my office and i think their window was open and mine wasn't but she could definitely hear my conversation because she looked out the window saw me on the phone turned bright red and then shut her window and like closed the blinds so it's not like and I'm not screaming, I'm not playing loud music. As you can tell, I'm literally just speaking in my office and this is the level of volume that I'm using. But the way that these old buildings are designed, my sound travels directly into their living room and I know that theirs does as well because I have heard everything that goes on in that apartment. So that's a really long story as to why I typically do not record during the day and I usually do not record in my office, but I'm hopefully, hopefully I just won't lose focus if that does happen. One time I was recording a very early podcast episode in here, but when another tenant or family lived in that unit and I remember their daughter who was probably like six or seven years old, just screaming, be quiet. As I was talking to myself in here, I ended up pausing the recording and like feeling kind of embarrassed because it was my podcast, whatever I was talking about, and then having to finish recording in another room. So I'm very aware of noise levels in this unit. And as you can clearly tell, like I'm not being loud, I'm just speaking and hopefully this goes over well, but welcome to today's episode. So this is really exciting because when this episode airs, I will be coming up on exactly one year of doing this podcast. Exactly a year ago today was when I released the teaser on February 10th, 2020. I posted the podcast cover, like the logo that I designed on my Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, I I have to remind myself to do this later tonight, but I want to share on my story like a, a flashback of that um, post because I can't believe it's been a year. I cannot believe it. And we're going to go through a podcast wrap-up of this last year, producing a podcast. I know I've gotten a ton of 
questions and requests to talk about how much money I've earned on this podcast in a year since I do have those two YouTube videos where I share how much I earned on OnlyFans in a year as well as how much I earned on YouTube in a year. A lot of people wanted me to talk about how much I earned on this podcast in a year. So we'll be going over those stats as well as my merchandise because I do get some questions about how much I've made on that. So those will be the two big topics of today, but I remember a year ago, it was a Monday night, I shared um, the cover of this podcast on Instagram and I think I captioned it something like, coming soon, dot, dot, dot. And oh my Lord, I did not expect people to think it meant that me and Tyler broke up, but I got right away. People were texting me or texting my friend who I was with that night being like, did they break up? Is that what this is? And it's like, is it really that misleading? I don't know. Like it has a release date on it. It looks like an album cover. I mean, not saying it looks like an album co- album cover, but you know what I mean? Like it, it looks like a project of something. And why would I tease a breakup of mine that I'm going through? Like coming soon, I'm about to be heartbroken. Like February 14th, <laughs> set the date. Oh my gosh, I don't know. But it's funny that when I released my podcast because of the name of it, people assumed I was going through a breakup. I don't know. Kind of odd, but I totally see where they get that misconception from because this podcast is called Breaking Up and we do talk about breakups and that was mainly my inspiration for this space that I've created to talk about relationships and dating and my love life like so many I could go on for days about different stories and experiences that I've gone through and that's why I'm so happy I allowed myself this safe space to just openly discuss anything and everything and share some of my advice or mistakes that I've made so I'm just really thankful that it all worked out and that throughout this last year and 39 episodes I've created such a positive, wonderful audience of people that genuinely enjoy listening, which baffles my mind every single day when I receive messages or comments from people saying that they love listening to the episode. I'm always so shook and like, really? You did? Like, thank you. I don't know. It's just such a a different platform than the type that the types that I am used to with YouTube and Instagram where it's very visible. The the engagement and what you see coming back to you after you put something out there, you can see if people like or dislike it. And with a podcast, I always feel like I am just publishing this into space, like darkness. I don't know how to explain it, but because of that, I think my guard is pretty down when I record because I am literally just sitting here by myself talking to a microphone. So it makes me feel very come like safe and comforted um i'm trying to think of another word like okay i guess with sharing some pretty personal things because i feel like i'm just talking to myself which helps bring authenticity i think and truthfulness to my episodes because i feel so comfortable sharing so many parts of my life with you on this platform so Thank you to everyone that is listening, whether this is your first episode that you are tuning in for or the last, not like it's the last one, but the last of the ones posted. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate you and I'm really glad that you're here. So let's get this episode started, shall we? Because I am ready to talk business and I'm pretty pumped. Okay, so 
let's start with how much I have earned on this podcast in this last year. So I have up on my laptop right now a couple of tabs on my browser. I have one for my merchandise and one for um, this podcast. I use Anchor by Spotify to uh, produce my podcast. I think it's a pretty common platform and it's one that was recommended to me by my friend Jan who also has a podcast. Hers is called Hello 20s. I've actually been on a couple of episodes if you want to give those a listen and go support, support hers as well. But she uses Anchor to distribute her podcast and that's what I signed up with last year. I found it super simple and easy to figure out, to set up. They have everything set up in these like steps so it's very clear what you have to do to like complete a podcast episode they also allow um you to import stuff from other platforms or you can record right there on their platform their website they have music to choose from they have a lot of tools that i honestly do not take advantage of because i i kind of like the raw recording of just like talking and putting it out into a podcast but if your style is to do a lot more higher production with music and an intro and all of that they have all the tools necessary to really help you um, fulfill that and become successful they also allow you to make money on anchor anchor also makes it super easy and provides a way to monetize your podcast which was super intriguing to me because even though i am definitely not doing this for the money and i think you'll realize that when i talk more about how much i've earned and starting this podcast it was definitely not like a money grab at all even though i did make the mistake once of checking my podcast reviews and i have not done this since because i i'm totally fine with hate comments when it's my YouTube channel because I have the ability to delete them. I have the ability to block them. I can respond back or share it on my social media. But when it's a podcast review, I have zero control and it just hurts. So I've learned not to check and I always tell you guys to like go leave a five-star review and like leave something nice, but I'll never get the courage to read it myself. If anything, I'll ask a friend to check and then send me screenshots of like happy ones to show me. But this last time that I did check the reviews, which was maybe six, seven months ago at this point, I saw a one-star review and this was when I just started my podcast. So I was very excited about it. It was a brand new project. I had so many ideas. I was so happy to finally share it with you. A couple of my friends had gone on and left five-star reviews and I was looking to see if there were any like people listening that I didn't know personally that left a review and there was this one I I almost don't want to give them the time of day because that's a lot of what haters want is your attention they want to get to you and get under your skin but this one person left a five or (laughs) I wish this one person left a one-star review and they didn't like it they essentially said that the quality was awful and that I'm it's clear that I'm just doing this for money which baffled me to the core because (laughs) I'm not, this is not a money grab. I'm not making bank off of this. Sure, the extra income is awesome, but with anything that I do creatively, it has to come from a place of passion and a root of creativity to share that with you. And sure, sometimes it is super obvious when you can tell someone's just doing something for the money, but you know what? It's our job too at the end of the day. Like if an influencer is 
posting a sponsorship and everyone's like, oh, I hate when it's a sponsored video. Yeah, sometimes it can be annoying because you feel like you're watching a commercial for three minutes, but if you support that creator and you enjoy their content, you better watch that ad or at least skip. Like, don't, you can fast forward the video, but like, don't leave them hate for it because it's how they're paying their bills. Like, it's literally their job and not, no one gets as much, I guess, mixed opinions about their profession than people that are doing something non-traditional. Could you imagine if someone got upset at like a teacher or a doctor to be like, oh, they're clearly just doing it. Not, let's not do teacher because teacher, I think people have to really love it. But like a lawyer or a doctor, could you imagine if people were like, oh, it's so clear that they're just doing this for the money? Yeah, I mean, I would hope so because lawyers and doctors get paid a lot, but you also have to be really smart to make it through med school or law school. And you have to really enjoy what you're doing because you're about to enjoy, like go through 24-hour shifts if you're a doctor in surgery or like spend nights reading cases for um, court. Like, sure, they might be doing it for the money because the money's awesome, but they also really enjoy it and love it. And that's why it was so frustrating when I got one of those first reviews on my podcast because, yeah, the money part would be awesome and it is something that kind of feels really awesome to be recognized for when you are putting in so much work. I mean, the amount of time that I have dedicated to this podcast, whether that is just recording, editing the audio, setting up times with guests to interview, record, edit, upload, promoting on my Instagram for this podcast, creating those posts, replying to people. I know it sounds frivolous, but like even creating this um, art for the, I know not everyone is a fan of it. I'm really proud of it because I made it from like an idea in my head to what it is now, but the cover art that started as like a really shitty sketch, not going to lie. And I'm not a great artist. Like I'm, I think I'm decent, but I'm not, I couldn't monetize the talent. I'll say that, but I'm really proud that I like fudged my way through graphic design illustrators online and found a way to bring that to life. And that took weeks. And I'm, Clearly, like if you break down my payment that I made this whole year into the amount of hours that I spent working on this podcast, it would be such a net loss of earnings. Like I'm not doing it for the money. And I just really wanted to clarify that because as you can tell, I got really heated by that one star review that just pissed me off and I could not check reviews after that day. So long story short, money is awesome and I'm I mean, I'm human. I think anyone that comes into any form of income would be a little excited, but I'm not doing this for the paycheck. Um, And we'll kind of get into how I make money on this podcast anyway, because currently I'm not at all. Like it was monetized for a bit and now it's not. And I'm still recording episodes. I'm still uploading. I'm still having so much fun. Like today, even when I said I just couldn't wait to record, I'm doing this pro boner. Bono. That was a really hard word for me to say. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm doing this for free because I love it. Um, But for maybe like eight months, I was making a bit of income off of my podcast and that is what we're going to get into. So like I mentioned, Anchor will monetize your podcast for you because you are using Anchor itself. So for a sponsorship, you can have your episodes sponsored by Anchor. You record a quick little 
audio bite on the platform just saying, you know, this is sponsored by Anchor and explaining why it's awesome and recommending it. And then you can play that sponsorship audio bite in the middle of your podcast episodes and that will earn revenue. So the way that it is set up, it's kind of similar to YouTube where you have a CPM. However, I'm looking on my dashboard right now to find, okay, there it is. Um, so for Anchor sponsorships, their CPM is $15. I believe it's per 2000. Hang on. Okay. Well, $15 CPM. I'm pretty sure when I started, it clarified that it was $15 per 2000, which is kind of misleading because it looks like a pretty high CPM, but really it's like six or seven bucks per 1000 listens. But the way that they phrase it and have it stated just makes it seem a lot higher. Either way, that is the CPM that they gave me for the Anchor sponsorship on Anchor. It was $15 per however many listens. Um, that sponsorship was active until a few months ago. And I don't know if I hit a maximum amount of earnings. I don't know why they ended it. I know that happened to my other friend who has a podcast. And then she said a few months later, they started up again. And, you know, with COVID and everything, I didn't know maybe budgets had shifted. Things are pretty unpredictable. So I wasn't sure why. But off of that sponsorship audio bite that played in a lot of my earlier episodes. I mean, if you've been listening to them for a while and you were a listener back when the sponsorship was active, you may remember that quick audio of me saying, you know, this episode is sponsored by Anchor. I earned off of that sponsorship $52.50. So that is where about half of my earnings for this podcast came from. And, you know, Anchor says that they will give you new sponsorships when other ones end. However, I have never received a new sponsorship after they ended this one and they have never reactivated it. So I'm not sure what's going on about that. Um, They did offer me some charity sponsorships, which had zero CPM, which I ignored. Um, So I don't know if me ignoring it made it seem like I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just see what happens with that. However... There is another way that you can earn money off of podcasts on Anchor, and that is through monthly supporters. They are listener support subscriptions, very similar to like public radio, any site that you kind of decide how much to contribute monthly to something that you enjoy. So basically, um, it's like a donation just to help sustain episodes and the podcast and a way to really support your creators. And I do sometimes talk about this towards the end of an episode, but I really don't highlight it that much. You know, I would be so ecstatic and happy to have those monthly supporters, but I feel so uncomfortable asking people for money like that. Um, Especially when I know that like, I'm okay. (laughs) Like I would almost rather someone donate those few dollars to a charity than to me. But at the same time, like, heck yeah, I would love some. So it's a mixed, mixed emotions on that. However, I do have one monthly supporter. I will keep her anonymous. I'm not sure if she wants to be put on public trial right now, but she signed up as a listener support supporter right when my podcast 
was announced. So she's been supporting me all year. It means the world. She is so sweet. Thank you so much for everything that you do. I love you. And with her contribution, as well as the $50 or so that I made off of the sponsorship, the total amount that I have earned off of my Breaking Up podcast for exactly a year with 39 episodes and let me see, hang on, 39 episodes and over 10,000 listens of all time, I have earned $111.69. So it's definitely like cool, I guess, to be like, yeah, like I've made money off of this. Obviously now you can tell that's not something you can live off of, but is it a really cool additional side income that I had created from the ground up. Yeah, and that's amazing, and I'm so glad. I definitely, I mean, it's it's $100 more than I had before, so I appreciate it. Um, clearly, I'm not doing this for the money. <laughs> it's not a money grab because the sponsorship ended, and if that sponsorship never ended, I mean, my podcast started to really expand its listeners these last few months with YouTube and Instagram growth, just everything, and OnlyFans. I've noticed a great increase in listens, and that all happened after my sponsorship ended, unfortunately. So I know if I kept with that sponsorship being active, the total could be a lot higher, but it's not a main concern, and it's always a nice little bonus per month of how much I've earned, but it's not something I'm focusing on, which is kind of interesting because... At the beginning of 2020, when I was, you know, thinking about a podcast and wanting to create one, the real thing that I was focusing on for 2020 was to expand my revenue streams. At the time, I was so broke, like so in need of some extra cash. I lost a job that I loved so much because the restaurant shut down and I was chasing a dream on YouTube. But at the time, I think I earned maybe $200 or $300 a month off of YouTube, and I couldn't live off of that. I had rent to pay, I had so many loans, I was door dashing, and that really helped, and I was working underneath my mom's company for a while, and babysitting, like, oh my gosh, almost every single night I was babysitting, so I was really trying to just hustle as hard as I felt that I could at the time, but when 2020 hit, I knew my focus would be to expand my revenue streams online and really find ways of increasing passive income as well as active income. I created this huge document on my computer of any idea. didn't matter if it was silly or serious. I just had to write down how can I make money. And I thought of a lot of different things, you know, ranging from like Etsy shops to presets to certain products I want to release in the future and merchandise and a a podcast. And some of those things that ended up happening include this podcast. They include my merch line. And so, yeah, you know, going into this year, it was totally a thought where I was like, I am trying to make more money and expand my revenue streams. So sure, a podcast and merchandise is a way of expanding those streams and seeing where it will take me. But am I doing this solely for the paycheck or chasing that dollar sign? Absolutely not. It's just one of many streams of revenue that I balance currently, and I love it. It's amazing. I wouldn't be here talking to a microphone and talking to you guys right now if I didn't love it. But yeah, I mean, that's how much I made. I know some people wanted to do like, or they wanted me to do like a YouTube video on this, but I just didn't think it would be that exciting. I didn't think it would take 
a full amount of like a full video to chat about. I don't know. I figured because it is about a podcast, I would talk about it on the podcast. And what better timing than today to bring it up? Because February 14th is my one year. I released this on Valentine's Day. Just had to fit with the overall theme of the podcast. But yeah. So for a first year business, I mean, my net growth or whatever, at least it wasn't negative. A lot of people that start businesses don't end up making money until the second year because you typically put in so much money to start the business that after you deduct that, it's typically like a negative number. So I'm totally content with where this is. And if you want to become a monthly supporter, I would really appreciate it. It is linked always in these episodes, but again, no pressure. I totally get it and I'm not over here like begging for cash. So hope you understand. Moving on to my merchandise because that is another stream of revenue that I was able to really bring to light or life, bring to life (laughs) this last year. I started with a podcast merch line off of my podcast logo because I was pretty proud of how it turned out and I wanted to have a merch line for the podcast specifically just as a way to like advertise it and then a few months later after my motto if you got it monetize it started to stick and I really enjoyed it I released my if you got it monetize it merch as well and that is what really kind of popped off on my merch shop um but I am looking at my teespring analytics right now for my merchandise which again is always linked in the description of these episodes they were always linked in a shopping bar of my YouTube videos. Super easy to find, hopefully. I released my podcast merch when the podcast came out, so last February. And then I released, if you got it, monetize it in June. I think I released it May or June, but my first, oh, it must have been June because the first order that someone bought off of that was June 21st. Um... So yeah, about six months of that. And, you know, again, similar to my podcast, I put in so many hours of work here. And especially with the If You Got It, Monetize It brand of my merchandise, that one took a lot more time because I learned from my mistakes the first time around with breaking up and that, um, the brand breaking up and that merchandise because you know, I think I was really quick to finish it and I was just so excited and I realized that after you complete a design, you can't edit it and there were just little things that I learned that I wish I could have done differently. So when I had the chance with If You Got It, Monetize It merch, I took that time. It was actually the start of quarantine as well, so I really had all the time in the world and I really perfected it and I went on to an illustrating platform that I use to actually make my thumbnails, but I use that to design the font and really choose the colors and make sure I loved everything about it. It took probably about two weeks in total from start to finish, and I know it just looks like a quick little print of some wavy text, but I put a lot of time into that. And then to advertise it and label everything and decide what products I'm going to feature, what colors, how many options I'm going to have, how many sizes, which I always try to be as inclusive as I can when it comes to sizing. So as many as I possibly can include, I will. 
and then deciding on like discount codes and taking promotional photos. That takes time. My brother actually really helped me with that. So I'm grateful he was able to help me take some photos to promote my merch. But, and then the one thing that I didn't do with um, my breaking up podcast merch that I wish I did was order some samples and really figure out if I liked them because Teespring is awesome. And if you were trying to figure out how to like design and sell your own merch, I would recommend Teespring because they will handle all of the production and manufacturing and shipping. Like you don't have to worry about any of that. I think it's the cheapest way to design merch and really try to earn revenue from it because you're, you don't have to put too much money into it upfront. It's free to use. But because of that, I never, I just like took the design and the clothing for what it was and then people bought it and I saw some friends and it was really cute on them, but I never saw all of the designs myself. I never like tested them out in the beginning because A, I was like broke as fuck. So I did not have the means to do this. Um, And I also just didn't think I, I don't know, it was just one of the mistakes that I made. So with my, if you got it, monetize it line, I ordered a sample of everything that I have out just to make sure that the quality was nice, that everything worked well, that it, the colors came out okay, and I'm really glad I did that. It was an investment, and luckily, you know, at that point in my business career, I had the means to be able to do that, and then of course I can write that off with taxes, but now I have a sweatshirt of every color and design that I've created, and I have phone cases and stickers, and it's awesome. So I'm really glad that I took that time, but you know, it took some time to do all of that. So keep that in mind when I tell you how much I've made. And it also took a year, like nothing happens overnight. And I'm looking at all of my orders and, you know, when I started with the breaking up podcast merch, one, two, three, four, five, I had about five orders in the span of two months. And then when my, if you got it, monetize it launched. Oh, it looks like it actually came out in May because May 11th, I have someone bought, oh wait, (laughs) that was me. (laughs) I was going to say someone bought a lot of things, but nope, that was my order. Okay. So the first, if you got it, monetize it from someone that wasn't me was purchased on June 21st. And I don't know if you can hear that, but Marnie just jumped up on the desk. (laughs) Um... Oh, not in front of the mic. Oh my gosh. The quality of filming here is impeccable, I swear. It's a studio with cats. Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of orders. That's what I was trying to get at. So maybe like only, not only because I'm grateful for them, but there were two orders in June, three orders in July, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in August, three in September, one, two, three, four in October, only one in November, and then one, two, three, four, five, six in December, and then we have some in January and February already, and I'm looking at what people bought, you know, just because I have these orders, like, some of them I earned a dollar off of, and others I earned a lot more. Because I use Teespring, they do take out a pretty big percentage, just because they are the ones that are facilitating everything and making your orders and shipping it for you. So I get a very small percentage of my profits. It is kind of a bummer, but at the same time, you know, that's $10 more than I had before. And I'm so happy that I'm, you know, satisfied with the quality that, and it's so much easier than me having to 
create and ship them myself. So I'm willing to take that small percentage, then do my business elsewhere. Um, it's also why a lot of the prices might seem kind of high, and I do try to make them as affordable as possible. Teespring will give you a default price for a product, so they will already have a price, and you can modify it, but, you know, the default one is kind of what I kind of base everything off of for quality, and then if something is set at like 30 bucks by default, I might only make $10, $15 myself off of it. So I have to keep that in mind because if I'm lowering a price and I make a hoodie like 20 bucks for you, I might only get like $4 off of that in profit. So it is something from a business standpoint that unfortunately, you know, I just have to keep it at that default price or have it be higher than I would like. And that is why I always have promo codes. That's why I always keep those active. You know, the promo code only fans and caps gives you 20% off. And I see a lot of these orders, people have used that. So that is there to help you. And again, like I don't really do it for the money, but yeah, it's a really great side hustle. It helps with my streams of revenue. And I know everyone's like waiting for me to just to say the, say the total. So I will get to that right now. Um, okay, so the total that I have made from merchandise on my merch store. I'm just going to do it completely, like not just 2020, just like to this date from when I launched it in February to now February 2021, because that will be like a full year. Um, I've earned $386.85. I've sold 50 units. I think 50 units means like 50 orders, not 50 products, or maybe it is like 50 items. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's almost $400 in a year from merch. I've made most of that from the If You Got It, Monetize It line, for sure, like hands down. And then probably like 10 or 20% of that from my Breaking Up line, which I'm actually, oh, I can see that right here. Okay, so I've made the, um, I have to do some quick math, lol, um, 22 Okay, so I've made about $70 from the Breaking Up merchandise and then about $320 from If You Got It, Monetize It, which I'm so proud of. Thank you to anyone and everyone who has supported me and bought merch. I hope you are rocking it. I hope that it fits and looks great and I'm so happy and I love when people share photos of it on Instagram or on Twitter, so definitely tag me so I can repost and see how everything turned out. Whew, it makes me so happy, but... Yeah, I mean, these were two streams of revenue that I have created in 2020. I hope that, I mean, out of curiosity, I'm sure it was fun. And then if you were also a business person or someone that wants to really get into more self-employment and creating these streams of revenue for yourself, I hope this answered a few questions and I would totally recommend both Anchor and Teespring. And I hope this kind of displayed both the pros and cons of using these platforms. But even though I only got a small percentage from Teespring, and that's something to keep in mind, like even though I only made just under $400, I bet the total amount that I made had to be close to a thousand if this is just the small percentage that I'm receiving. So Teespring is definitely winning over here, but I'll take the couple hundred that I earned and I will put that right into my business and try to give you guys something even better for 2021. Um, and I know it's not like a lot of money and I know that's very subjective. And to me, you know, this is a lot of money because that's $400, $500 total off of both that is more than I had before. And 
yeah, I'm just grateful for it no matter how much. If it's zero or like a million, I will be grateful for that. And I'm thankful that I can take my art and my passion and put it out into the universe and have it come back to me in ways like this of accomplishments and reward and kind of like show me a way of being rewarded for my time and effort and help me continue to live the life that I do and just make content and try really hard to be my own boss. I hate I kind of hate saying that because with the Instagram pyramid schemes, it kind of kills the phrase, be your own boss, but I am really grateful for this. And yeah, I hope this answered any questions that you may have had on both streams of revenue. I tried so hard to go into detail about like every single part of it just to cover any potential um, questions that you may have had about it and highly recommend both. And this is just the beginning. I want to add that in because 2020 to me was a great year personally with some endeavors. I know that's like a really heated statement for me to make, but it's just the beginning and I truly believe that I am in the works already to just up my game as a creator. I've mentioned this in a few videos and I think in a podcast episode before, but I'm creating a website, like a full domain um, specifically about OnlyFans to help OnlyFans creators. And it is so much more complicated than I thought. You know, when you get started on WordPress or Wix or whatever platform you're using, it is set up to seem so easy. And it's like step one, step two, like do this, do that. And then along the way, I'm just learning so many details and things that I'm like, oh shoot, I have to do this. I have to hire someone for this. I have to write out this. And it's maybe like been over a month at this point, but I am slowly but surely making progress and it will be out hopefully this spring. I have everything figured out. Now it's just like completing the nitty gritty things and making sure that the site works properly. I keep testing it with myself in like another browser as if I were a viewer to make sure everything is how it's supposed to be. Um, and that will become another stream of revenue for me. So I'm constantly always trying to increase my streams of revenue and increase my passive income, find new creative ways to earn some money. I say this all the time, but I firmly believe that the money is out there no matter who you are and if you need it or just want it, you know, it's out there. You just have to seek it. You have to find it. You have to find a way to attain it. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So that is my latest big endeavor of 2021 is starting that website and getting that going and just furthering my platforms and increasing my revenue streams and taking this foundation that I have already established and building up from there. So it's really exciting. I was just watching a Katie Bellotti video that she posted on YouTube about freelancing and her biggest tips for freelancers. I'm not a freelancer, but it's very similar to what I do in terms of, you know, me working for myself and working with people online and making money in non-traditional work ways. So I was trying to see if I could take away any advice from that video. And she did say something towards the end about how when you plant a seed, you don't keep digging up that seed to check for roots. You know, you have to allow it the time to grow and become a flower or you know, a plant or whatever it is you planted. And so with a lot of what I'm doing online, I am planting these seeds and nothing happens overnight. They will take time to grow, to get their roots, to become whatever I am hoping it will become eventually. But right now, I just, I love that metaphor. And right now, I think I am totally just planting all these seeds and watering them, taking time like allowing them the time to grow, but 
I can't dig them up and check, you know, I just have to trust that the work I'm putting in now will pay off over time and eventually grow to something bigger. I mean, I got a comment on my YouTube video just last night from someone who watched my video on how much YouTube paid me for a million views, where I kind of show how much I've made off of some videos on my channel, and she left a comment saying something like, oh, it seems like with YouTube you either make a lot or nothing at all, lol. And, you know, it's light. I didn't respond to it because I don't think that's hate. It's just like, yeah, you know, as a viewer, I can totally see how you might think that. But with YouTube, I didn't go from making nothing at all to suddenly making what I showed in that video. It's been six years, you know, my first paycheck, not even a paycheck because I couldn't um, I couldn't transfer it out yet, but my first month where I earned money off of YouTube was 10 cents. 10 cents. And I was so excited. I wrote about it in my journal. I was so pumped because I was doing something online that I loved. And then suddenly I was being recognized for it and I earned money off of it. And that was like such a cool feeling. So it started from 10 cents in one month to what I mentioned earlier in this episode about how I was making like 200 or 300 a month. And that was amazing. I remember one time that was more than what I got paid at my serving job. And I was like, wow, this has something, you know, like this means something. And now to see how far I've gone from those days, you know, I talk about it in a few YouTube videos, so I won't mention it too much here, but in those videos that I've posted recently about how much I made off of YouTube in 2020, it has been such a dream come true. I can now fully support myself off of just YouTube alone if I have to. And that didn't happen overnight. It's not like I went from making nothing on YouTube to suddenly a lot like that comment. This took over six years of posting consistent content. I used to post two times a week in college. I would post Thursdays and Sundays as a full-time student. I don't know how I did that because now I can barely get that one video up a week. But you know, now production is even better than before and I'm spending so much more time doing that and other things. So it's all relative, but yeah, everything's going to take time. Those That was a seed that I planted a long time ago that took so long to grow such thick and sturdy roots the way that it has, but it's not something that is like, oh, you either make this or nothing at all. Because I went through it. I went through the 10 cents paycheck. I made it through like a couple, you know, like gas money here and there, or it might've been like 30 or 50 bucks. And you have to reach a minimum of $100 monthly on YouTube to be able to cash out. And there were times where I couldn't cash out for like two or three months. But when I did and I got that extra $100 in my bank account, it was so exciting. And I never want to forget about that or lose that um, like sense of who I was, you know, the more that I grow online. I never want to somehow feel like I'm not making enough when there was a time where I was jumping for joy at 10 cents, you know? So... Whew. Okay, I feel like I covered absolutely everything I wanted to talk about today. I really hope that you enjoyed. Please let me know if there's anything that I did not, didn't mention that you wanted me to touch upon, but hopefully this answered everyone's questions for those that really requested me to talk more about my podcast earnings and my merchandise earnings and all of that. I had so much fun <laughs> recording this episode and please don't forget to follow the breaking up Instagram. It is breaking up underscore podcast on Instagram as well as following this podcast or subscribing to it on whatever platform you are using and please leave a five-star review. I would so appreciate it. With all of that being said, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for choosing my podcast to listen to and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!
This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela Simantri and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.